It's not about looking good, it's about being good. It's not what you say, it's what you do that matters most. It's about having the courage to step into your arena and do the work. Welcome to No Show Dogs, powered by ReliQuest. Hey, welcome back to the No Show Dogs podcast, powered by ReliQuest. My name is Darren McMains, and I'm alongside my co-host and my mental performance coach teammate here at ReliQuest, Dr. Nicole Detling. Doc, how's it going? Yeah, it's going pretty well, man. We are entering bowl season, football, college football bowl season. How fun is that? I, I knew you were going to say that. I, <laughs> I, mean, I knew it. <laughs> I know. I, well, I think back to a previous episode and I remember you're, uh, this was back in September and you're like, things are great. You know why? Cause it's college football season. So I knew exactly. coming into, <laughs> coming into bowl season, you're going to be excited. Well, I can tell you what, we got a, a great one today. It was actually a lot of fun last week. We were at the ReliQuest Bowl contract signing party in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium, which is where the ReliQuest Bowl will be played January 1st at noon Eastern on ESPN2 versus LSU and the University of Wisconsin Badgers. And so what we were able to do, which is really cool, and we're going to play it for you all uh, coming up shortly, is we were able to interview both head coaches, both Brian Kelly and Luke Fickle. And so today we're going to break down the Brian Kelly interview. We're going to play that and then we're going to share just a couple takeaways from that. So Doc, kick us off. Tell us a little bit about Coach Brian Kelly, the head coach of the LSU Tigers. Absolutely. So Brian Kelly, a.k.a. BK, he began coaching in 1983 at Assumption University. He then went on to coach at Grand Valley State, Central Michigan, Cincinnati, and Notre Dame, incidentally becoming the winningest football coach in Notre Dame history. He took over the head coaching duties at LSU at the end of 2021, and he won the SEC West in his first season with LSU in 2022. Yeah, so uh, let's just cut away right to this clip, and then let's you and I uh, come out of it and talk about just uh, one takeaway that we each had. Hey, welcome back to the No Show Dogs podcast powered by ReliQuest. My name is Darren McMains, and I'm alongside LSU head football coach Brian Kelly. Coach Kelly, welcome to No Show Dogs. Yeah, I'm glad, glad to be here, and good to see you again. Great to see you, sir. Hey, let's just jump right into this, and mm-hmm. I want to talk about your journey as a coach yeah. from Assumption University yeah. all the way to head football coach at LSU and like everywhere in between, like when you think about climbing the corporate ladder, right? And I think yeah. about business professionals doing that, like, and I was thinking about your journey. It would be hard pressed to find anybody that has, has come as far as you have really yeah. incredible. And so how have you had to evolve along this kind of whole journey and, and your steps along the way? Well, first, um, you know, being a young head coach, um, at, uh, 28 years old, and, and leading a program. So, you know, learning how to do the job while you're on the job right. um, yeah. is, is evolution in itself. And I think, I think probably the lessons that I learned early on uh, at Grand Valley State have served me so well today. And that is, um, you know, learn the jobs um, that surround the program um, on a day-to-day basis uh, and, and those that go to winning. Um, and it's, you know, what you find is um, people, people around you on a day-to-day basis that, that go to winning, um, the equipment manager, um, mm. learning that job. Um, because at Grand Valley State, I didn't have one. I did the laundry. I mean, I wow. had to learn how to do the laundry. Um, we didn't have uh, somebody that, that uh, did uh, logistics for us and um, was an operational person. Today, I've got 
two operation people. <laughs> sure. I was operation. So I had to uh, get the bus schedule and learn, you know, certainly how to put together uh, team transportation. So my point being is uh, being at a Division two school and not having those things, I learned how to do the jobs that the people that have been around me um, do today. And, and I respect so much the work that they do um, that I think I'm able to, to use that today to create the kind of culture and environment for them uh, to be the best versions of themselves. I love that. I love that. Um, several times in your career, you've inherited a team and you've quickly turned them around. So I think about leaders out there that are quickly inheriting some team, right? And how do they turn their performance around? What are some things that you do when you go into a new program? Just, uh, just enlighten us all, kind of, kind of what's your approach to that? Yeah, I think it's first about the vision. I mean, you really have to have a vision for what you see for everybody in that program and and laying down that vision immediately I think is the most important thing and and then once that that vision has been cast I, I think you have to have you know a process in terms of how we're going to get there uh, it can't just be you know let's show up and work hard everybody's working hard sure um, so I, I think the the cornerstones to that for me and making the quick transitions if you will, is really doing a good job of communicating what the vision is in the program and, and then establishing a process and how we're going to get there. And uh, I think that that has probably been the two pillars for me that I've stuck with my entire career. That's great. Thank you. Uh, every week during the regular season, Saturday's coming, right? How do you manage the pressure of the expectation to win every weekend? Yeah, I, we don't focus on winning. You know, you know, we focus, you know, on on the process and, and the preparation. And so it's much more about, you know, how we prepare and and then flipping the switch to performance, you know, because you can't get stuck in preparation when it's on Saturday. It's it's about performance. And so we really don't talk about winning. You know, we talk about our process and and how our process will get us success um, if we stick with it. And and then the things that you have have to do along the way, eliminate distractions, and certainly, you know, do the things necessary to have uh, great preparation along the way. Yeah, that's so good. So good. When you think about all the successful programs that you've built along the way, what are some specific standards that that you build your program on? I think it's traits over talent. You know, mm, I'm, I'm looking at the traits that you might have. Now, look, you know, you know, we're in the SEC. You know, our offensive line's not 5'11", you know, 180 like I was sure. at Assumption University playing football. <laughs> you know, you've got you've to fit a profile. But sure. I'm looking for traits. I'm, I think that, you know, when you combine traits with talent, that's an unbreakable mix. And so we're building that every single day, you know, whether it's attention to detail or a laser focus or, or having grit, having a great attitude. And so we really spend a lot of time on, on building those traits of excellence. I, I love that. In the players, when, when you think about leaders that you've been around, other coaches, you know, I'm sure you've coached with you know, several people along your journey. What, what are some of those traits that you see in them that have allowed them to be successful along the way too? Um, demanding, but never demeaning. Um, I like that. Always, you know, having a standard that, that is about being elite 
uh, and knowing that elite's hard and, and that you're demanding, but, but always trying to create a positive culture, a positive coaching environment. And so it's okay to be demanding. It's okay because elite's hard, yeah. um, but doing it the right way. I think those that I've been around that are the best in their profession, they've been that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, what about you're on the recruiting trail? What do you see when you think that kid's got it? Like, like what are, what's the thing you're looking for that, I mean, you've been around a long time, right? And so I'm, you have some things inside of you that you've seen that I'm sure a lot of others haven't. And so I'm sure there's things you see on film or maybe it's in a conversation that you hear. But what are some things that when you hear it or see it, you think this kid's got it? I just think, you know, somebody that is intrinsically, you know, motivated and just driven. Uh, it doesn't have to be motivated with, you know, NIL or motivated mm. with, you know, slogans or motivated to play for a certain reason. He just, he wants to be or she wants to be great, wants to be elite and has that desire in everything that they do. So for me, it's, you know, I, I'm going to go talk to their counselor. I'm going to go talk to a, you know, um, one of their teachers because you can't hide elite and you can't hide that. It, it comes out in everything you do. Yeah. You don't just become elite on the football field, yeah. you know, or, or the tennis court. You're, you're doing it 24-7. Yeah, that's so good. Well, I just want to wrap up with this final question. And this is the question that we ask all our guests here on the No Show Dogs podcast. And it's this one. Reflecting on your journey. What were some of the things that you've been willing to do that you think others haven't that have allowed you to have the success you've had in your career? Um, fail. I mean, failure has been probably equally as <clears throat> important in my success um, and, and learning from failure and that it's not fatal mm. um, and, and that you can be stronger if, if, if you handle it the right way. Um, and I think that that's probably a lesson that, that many people could probably use, um, that, that failure is not fatal, um, but it opens the door for you to grow uh, and be better because of it. That's great. Coach Kelly, so good seeing you again. Best of luck to you January 1st. Pleasure, Darren. Good to All see right. you. Good to see you. No Show Dogs is brought to you by ReliaQuest. ReliaQuest is at the forefront of cybersecurity, working with large organizations around the world to manage cyber risk. Through our innovative technology and a high-performance company mindset, we continuously strive for excellence, pushing boundaries, and working to get a little bit better as we make security possible. Learn more at ReliaQuest.com. That was such a fun interview. And for me, the, the thing that stood out, obviously a ton, ton of great wisdom in there for any entrepreneur, leader, uh, anyone that's, that's leading a group of others. But the one that really stood out to me was when he was talking about he was at Grand Valley State and he did the laundry, right? Because they didn't have an equipment yeah. manager at the time. <laughs> they didn't have someone that did logistics or operations. And so he's putting together the transportation schedule and setting up the bus schedule. And, and what he talked about was he talked about learning the jobs of the people around the program mm -hmm. that help you win, which leads to a higher level of respect for their role, which ultimately leads to creating a culture where the people in those roles can show up and be the best versions of themselves. And why I love that so much is because every person that touches the team helps the team win every team. Right. And, and unless you start at the bottom or, and you really understand and respect those roles and everything that goes into it, 
it's really hard to make those connections on how can the person that sets the bus schedule help us win? Well, you and I both know we've worked in sports long enough. It is maddening when there is a schedule and there's some, you got to get to the stadium, you got to get yes. to the ballpark, you have to get to the arena, wherever you have to go. And that bus is not on time, right? That's or right. they take a bad route or we go to equipment manager. I can tell you, you get back wet uniform. I remember times when the dryer would break down or, or yes. the laundry would get done <laughs> late. And then you show up the next day and you're putting on a wet uniform and right away it puts you in a tough spot right now it's like so so when i just when i hear him talk about starting at the bottom i mean assumption university grand valley state and kind of doing all the roles i think wow what a level of respect you get for each role to really appreciate the value that everyone in the organization has that literally helps the organization the team the company whatever it is win and so for any leader out there like when i think about that I think some people maybe starting out of school or maybe they don't want to start at quote unquote the bottom. There is no better place to start. There is exactly. no better place to start because you're going to learn things all across an organization. You're going to develop such a great appreciation, but just a great understanding of the value that, that everyone pro provides. And then that allows you to be a better leader when you do get in those roles because you do know the impact of each and every person that helps the company or helps the team win. So that was a, a big one for me that I think when you see someone that's been in the game, I think coaching roughly 40 years, right? Starting in 1983. Impressive. And, yeah. I mean, and when I think about it, I just think, oh, he's always been a head coach. Well, of course not. I mean, obviously he started somewhere, but I think for someone that's that's especially been at the University of Notre Dame and been at LSU, I think people might forget where he started and how far he's actually come. So I, I really appreciated him sharing that. Yeah, awesome. Um, and that actually goes along with the one takeaway that I want to talk about for a minute is sure. really he... I love the simplicity of this. I don't think this was anything groundbreaking, but the power of it is in the simplicity where when he was asked about turning programs around and creating cultures and standards, he talked about two key factors. The first one was communicating a vision. The second was establishing the process. And the simplicity of that is beautiful because what he talked about was it all starts with a vision. You have to know what that vision is, where you're heading, what direction you want to go. You have to have that very clear and that clarity of vision is going to be impactful as you go forward in the organization and also will help you with any problems that come up, anything that happens, any struggles, adversities. If the vision is clear, and people know what they're marching toward, it's easier to continue in that right direction. And then that second piece, establishing the process. And then he even went on further to talk really about consistency and repetition. So it's not just saying, here's where we want to go and here's how we're going to get there. And then you just go about your merry way. But it's talking about it all the time. This is what we're doing. This is how we're going to get there. Oh, we're dealing with some adversity. Let's go back to our vision. Let's go back to our process. And hammering that home over and over and over and over and over again makes decision making easy, makes dealing with adversity easier. You have that path. Everyone's in that same direction. And something I think that we have to keep in mind for all of our listeners is we're talking 120 athletes on a team, right? 80 are going to travel. But I've, I mean, I worked with college football for years and there would be anywhere upward of 150, 200 people per trip. 
because that's a lot of bodies to move and a lot of people to keep in mind. And so you think about everybody involved in the program, like Brian Kelly was talking about earlier and how he learned all of those roles and all of those roles matter. You take all of those people, you're traveling 150, 200 people. If there is no clear vision and no clear process on that, forget success. Like it's just not gonna happen. It's gonna be chaotic. And that's been practiced all the, the entire season. It's right up until the point that you get to the bowl game. And if the vision is clear and the process has been established, it's been consistent and you've been repeating it over and over and over, then everyone feels confident and comfortable when they're heading in that direction and on their way to the bowl game. Everybody's ready. Everybody knows their job. They, knows their, they know their role. They know what they're marching toward. And so I just loved the beauty of the simplicity of that. And that simplicity, I believe, is the most powerful part. Yeah. Yeah. That was so good. Leaders are repeaters, right? It's like, keep repeating yep. the vision, keep, keep repeating the process. And, and I love what you said there at the end doc about then allows everyone to be confident and comfortable going. And mm -hmm. we talk about creating an optimal performance environment. Like how do you create a space where your athletes or your employees or wherever, wherever you're leading at can be both confident and comfortable. Cause that's how you can, uh, bring the best version of yourself and, and consistently execute going forward for sure. Exactly. Exactly. For Such sure. great lessons. So glad we had the opportunity to have him on the No Show Dogs podcast. Absolutely. And if you haven't subscribed to No Show Dogs yet, first, let's go. Second, let's go today. Today's a good day to do that. And yes. it and I tell you what, it's gonna be an awesome, awesome game on January first, noon Eastern on ESPN two, the Relia Quest Bowl, LSU who has the Heisman winner, Jaden Daniels, which we now know, versus the University of Wisconsin. So be sure to tune in, check it out. And as always, go out and make it a great today. Bye.